to Life in Pinstripes, another episode. I am James Yevon. And I'm Dan. Dan, Dan, Dandy, the happy speaking man. And nice to see you all. Can I call you Dan the Daniels? Dan Daniels? Danny Daniels. That's me. That's me. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this I'm is Daniel. Life in Pinstripes, Clover Chris, me group production. This is episode number 51, which is Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams. Great guitar player. Great, great guitar player. Besides him being a great guitar player, he was also a great center fielder, too. He, was, he really was. He won four world champions with the New York Yankees in the 90s. I think you probably weren't watching the Yankees back then. Not that much. But if you got to think about it, Bernie Williams is probably the one person that can attract both of us. He's got the musical thing going on. He's got the baseball thing going on. An all-around wonderful guy. And I think he's Puerto Rican also. He is Puerto Rican, yes. You wouldn't think of a guy like Bernie Williams to be Puerto Rican, but... Well, you have to be as half-Jewish and be part of the family. <laughs> Hey, you could secretly be a Yevon without knowing it. Exactly. So. And uh, speaking of 90s, you ever think about during a time like this where you're kind of stuck at home trying to figure out things to do, you turn on the TV, you put on Hulu, you put on Netflix, you put on YouTube, Amazon, anything with a streaming service, and you watch stuff from the past, like things from the 90s, 2000s. I go back even further because I know there's an endless stream of shows all over the place, but there's nothing to watch. So... I find we're going back, but to go forward, we're going back. And uh, what, what are you watching? Oh, I've been watching. Uh, <clears throat> I've been watching The Odd Couple. The Odd Couple. And mm. I'm not talking about Matthew Perry or Thomas Lemon 2015. That stuff is garbage. Nobody talks about that. There's only two people that could ever be the Odd Couple. Tony Randall and Jack Klugman, of and course. And Jack Klugman. Those are the guys. The guys who reinvented the Odd Couple, created a new culture. A lot of coupleness. Although they weren't in the original movie. I know Walter Matthau was in it. And, and Jack, uh, Jack Lemmon. Lemmon. They did a great job, but I think the sitcom just brought a whole new level of amazing writing and the most quotable show of all time, perhaps. Quotable show of all time? Really? Well, it's that and Seinfeld, I think. I think it's like you're, it's, it's in the top top one or two. Well, everyone knows about Seinfeld. Also, you got to add Curb Your Enthusiasm to your list because if you add Seinfeld, you got to add the other one. That's a whole other world, though, because that's an improvised show. I know it's improvised, but still, you got to add on to Just it. Just like this show, totally improvised. It's nothing but improvised right now. You see a teleprompter right in back but of we're, us? Like, we're, but we're not quotable. <laughs> hey, we're working on being quotable, okay? I don't yeah. know about you. I'm pretty quotable. Some of my friends quote stuff for me back in when I was in college. <laughs> Probably still using it to my advantage this day. I feel like they're one of those guys where... I'm going to be at my wedding, and they're going to say a, a bunch of quotes I said in college and be like, oh, this is the guy, yeah, oh, hey. I'm sure that wouldn't be embarrassing whatsoever, right? Really? What are, what are the shows you digging right now? I've been watching not only just The Odd Couple, I've been watching a lot of shows about food because I'm a very, very hungry boy, as you can tell. Well, as you know, uh, a, one of my favorite guys passed away a couple of years back, Mr. Anthony Bourdain, and... uh Someone that I held in the highest esteem as a human being. So uh, and there, there's, in, in my, for my money, nobody was better than him. Because he brought the whole experience of food, comedy, writing, culture, all together. And I think if you could be anybody in this world, you'd probably want to be someone along those lines. He made traveling look like a joyous adventure in life. Especially for someone who was on the road, what was it, 250 days out of the 365? I think that's what led to his... Sadness and depression, which and eventually took his life. But uh, 
yeah, just to go back and watch those shows, if you if you want to visit Chicago, I'd probably watch that show and go, well, what places would be off the beaten track that I'd want to try something new? And uh, I think that's you would get his flair of personality. Although some things, I you know, he's a little weird stuff at times, but you gotta you got to pick and choose. Yeah. I've been, uh, so far I've been watching episodes of him going across the country. Obviously, I saw him in Chicago, mm-hmm. that episode in Boston, which was fine episode, great episode all around. And I could feel my cholesterol going up watching all that sausage and every fattening thing in the world. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's not what we're doing right now in this household. Yeah. This is a shout out to my friends in Boston, by the way, because... Obviously, you know, you're the one who dropped me off at Curry College. I was a native of Boston for about three and a half years. Yeah, well, I, I always have to try to find places to go eat. That was the whole point of dropping you off and then kind of finding a restaurant that would make sense to make the trip worthwhile. Not that dropping you off wasn't enough, but, you know, I, I had oh, to... Oh, stop it. You knew you were had the tears when you dropped me I off cried. for the first time. The first time, yes. And I, I, I had to bury my grief in, uh, in some Guinness stout, so... Uh, and corned beef sandwiches. And corned beef and uh, what else? <laughs> cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers, and... corned beef sandwiches, loaded baked potato pizzas. You could name it all. Pretty much. All, all the good stuff. Yeah. Rubens. Ruben. Ooh, you know me. You know me. Rubens is my kind of sandwich. I miss New York Deli, man. There's nothing. there. Yeah, we're, we're in the middle of Connecticut and there is nothing. We're like in a like culture. It. We're in a culture shock. There's nothing really good to eat around the state. Right now, there's nothing to eat at all unless you live at home. But the whole thing is, everything, things have gotten a little better. I got to say, there's some things that have, that have improved. But when we first got here a couple of years ago, there was nothing to, nothing to eat whatsoever. We had to travel all the way to New Haven to get a slice of pizza. <laughs> but uh, Delhi's still a problem. Chinese is not good no matter Chinese where you go. Chinese is probably going to be in a little bit of a problem, especially during a time like this. Middle Eastern food, always always a bit of a hard thing to, to get, you know, get some good hummus and some gyros and things of that nature. How about some Indian food? Indian food is good. A little scary right now. Buffets are probably going to be done forever. But uh, thank God they have the sneeze guard on the buffets because you don't know what's going on, right? Yes. Think of it this way. The longer you stay at home, the quicker you get back to your New York deli sandwiches and all those fun things. It's true, it's true. But uh, what, what are we eating around here, though? I think I think we're we've gone in a whole different way now. I think now that we're home, we're trying to cook smarter, and uh, you know, since we're we're trying to work out more and and be more eat, physical. Yeah, eat clean because this this is the kind of time being at home you can put on a lot of pounds and you can kind of like fall into alcoholism if you if you let it. So fortunately, I'm drinking a lot of water and uh, staying away from a lot of that other stuff. But uh, trying to trying to prolong that life, you know. On the other, I'm on the other side of middle age right now. It's tough, but we've let it. So far, it's been a little bit easier with a little bit of toughness. Especially if you watch Anthony Bourdain, those delicious corned beef hash and those delicious sandwiches that you saw. You're like, Ooh. well, you watch those shows and you kind of use that as the worst case scenario and then you gotta kind of come back a little bit you gotta take it a few steps back so you know if you're gonna have like a i guess a, a chili a, a chili, chili dog or a, a chili cheese dog chili tamale dog you whatever. can't you can't no that's that's the um <laughs> what's that called the mother-in-law because it mother-in-law. goes down and gives you nothing but indigestion yeah like your mother-in-law <laughs> so i tell you man i'm, I'm out i'm out of new information I, you know I, I think we're all burnt out from the news as well because it's you try your best not to watch the news. You, you're kind of like, well, you know, I got to know what's going on. 
But just by watching it, it just gets you more depressed than you were in the first place when you see the amount of people that are passing away and how many are in the hospital and you're, and all these places that are opening up early and you're going, well, is that going to make this last longer? We, we just don't know how long we'll be sitting on this couch. I know. I could talk so much about the news, but I'd rather not. We're not going to talk about it. It's going to be a disaster in the end of the day. We're going to talk about good stuff, you know. Yes. Just, you know, what I'm, it seems like everyone on the internet are all like uh, doing little contests of what music did they like growing up and it seems like there's a lot of the same kind of things going on like their favorite who album and led zeppelin and what have you so led zeppelin 4 is my favorite led zeppelin album i think physical graffiti may be my favorite with physical graffiti being a close second place you couldn't go wrong with zeppelin up until uh the very end but uh you know you saw them really go from just being like a a supercharged blues band in the first album, right? Yeah. And then, although taking some other people's songs and then kind of doing their own little spin on it, you know, eventually later pressings of the people got their uh, the credit. But you saw the band continue to keep moving on from blues, but then they started with, with three, which, to be honest, I did not love Zeppelin three when, when I was young. Uh, uh, okay, you know, I do have to say, it took me a while, to, like, since I've been loving you and... Um... No quarter. It took me a while to like that song. A lot of those songs took a while, but as I got older, I guess I became more open to different kinds of things. So that became one of my favorites, ironically enough. So so we really go all over the place, huh? Let's... I know. You know what? Because you need some happy talk during a time of... And we're happy. Oh, we're oh. so happy. And guess what? I'm going to get a little bit happier in just momentarily because there's a little bit of hope in terms of reopening the sports. But I'm going to get into that a little bit later because I want to talk about another thing that I'm pretty sure athletes were not very happy about. That is the media when they have to play games. Yeah. Totally. That is what they talked about in the, the last dance, the last two episodes, episodes five and six. You could see Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant going face off in 1998, all-star game. And he couldn't help but shed a tear because you can't think about what happened to Kobe Bryant earlier this year, which still hurts, by the way, to this day. Sure, definitely a great player, and and, and the, the circumstance by which he died was just terrible. I know, and it was the kind of player that he was, not to also undermine the uh, the other deaths that happened on that helicopter too, which nine people died. No, but everyone kind of is, was vying to be the heir apparent to, you know, after Jordan, and his name came up a lot, especially when they showed in the show that he was so young, like 19, 20 years old, I don't know yeah. And they actually had a, a friendship where Jordan would give him tips of how to do some of the acrobatics that he did. Which... He even said he even said it in the in the um, interview. He didn't want to be compared to Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan was the guy that led him to winning five championships. Mm-hmm. Well deserved, by the way, too. When he was on those Lakers. What's the problem with everything? Everything's got to be compared to something else. How come, like your whole LeBron versus Michael Jordan thing, or this one and that one? It's like, or bands or shows, what have you? I'll focus the... on the basketball, but. This is the debate that's been happening for years, though. I'm trying to... Here's the problem. This is probably the... This is probably going to be the debate until one of these guys die. Who is better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? You see that comment section over there? Tell us what you think is the better player. Because I know you probably heard from me many times, and I think you know who I think is the better player. Well, on one hand, you have someone that helped build a team. Yes. And stuck with it. Through good, through the bad, through the ugly, and then you got another guy who couldn't win the finals with the team, so he decided to join a super team. 
He did end up winning a couple finals, then lost a final, then he left the team again. By the way, he left his team three times. Let that sink in a little bit. And how many times did Michael Jordan leave his team? Besides his stint with the Wizards? He did leave and come back, though. He did. He came back and played with the Bulls and won a couple more championships. To me, it's apples and oranges, but, you know, Jordan is Jordan. What? Oh, no, you can't do the apples and oranges thing. To me, Jordan, you know, with my limited knowledge of basketball, I think Jordan was the best. Jordan. Watching that show is just like, he just watched the moves of every, every game and his level of competitiveness and... And the more that he was down, and he came, he, he came from somewhere else. There's this this energy and, and this drive and these moves were just not even human. Exactly. Think of it this way: Michael Jordan lost three times to those those bad boys, Detroit Pistons. How many times do you think? How many times do you think he felt the frustration and all that other stuff? Absolutely. You know, you you were kind of watching the whole thing with all his gambling issues and and how they were riding him and and the press were really up his butt. And the thing is, when you're a public figure, you know first first the media will build you up, but then they try to tear you down. So of course they do. They try to find every way to downplay you, pretty much. They, they, these guys are human beings as well. You gotta, yeah. You I know their whole point is to find out every piece of information, but. It's very hard to be a private person when you're a public personality, though. And, and I think Jordan even had to... He, he would pay supermarkets to open late or so he could oh, yeah, shop by read, himself. I did read that, by the way. Yeah, he did pay supermarkets a lot later so that way he could shop in peace and quiet, which... Because I know when I so, leave this house, there's always a, you know, a horde of people following me to wherever I go. And I, I have to go out to the back door and cut through the woods because I'm very popular, as you all know. So... I, I know what he's going through, and I, and I, and I feel for him on a, on a one-to-one basis. I would, have to agree. <laughs> I would have to agree with that. But also, do you think him just getting mentally and physically tired of the media, do you think that probably what led to his first retirement? I, I think so. No matter how much money you're making, you know, the, the gig gets tired if, if it's infringing on every part of your life. Not to mention he also won three straight championships, too. Well, the whole thing was, the, was all the politics of... Of Jackson getting let go no matter how they did. That was... Yeah. And then Jordan said, well, if he's gone, then I'm gone. And it doesn't make sense to, to my small mind of if you're winning games, winning championships, you would let go of that particular person. I honestly couldn't tell you what was going on through the mind of Jerry Krause, who he's dead. So unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to get the answer. Nobody will be able to get the answers from him, but... Uh... Obviously, it still sticks to this day, especially not this week, but I think the week before that, they talked about how Jerry Krause is like, oh, yeah, Phil Jackson's leaving no matter what, right before the All-Star break. It's like, why didn't you say that well, when they, the season ended? Well, Jerry Krause would, whoever they were, Jerry Krause was interested in, it was up to Jordan and Pippen to kind of get in their face and destroy them on the court. So to kind of say, hey, screw you, we're, we're the team. And if you're going to try to replace us, then there's no way you're ever going to do it. Like that guy, who was that guy? Um, there was a guy over in Eastern Europe. Remember when they played on the Dream Team? Oh, Tony Kukic, I think, somewhere around when they, there. When they yeah. found out that the blue, at the uh, Bulls were interested in him, they yeah. destroyed him. Oh, that first game? Oh, yeah. He was, I think he only got one field goal in. Or, oh, wait, he had seven points in that first game. But then the second game, 
He was able to be better, but his team his team still got his it's, ass kicked. It's like unleash the green hornets. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But man, that was a those were two very good episodes, by the way. You kinda get more of an insight, especially with his that shoe deal and uh, how the media was too much of a poison to him until very interesting. You know, it's with with no sports on right now and you know I, I think it's kind of cool to kind of go back in time and, and the fact they have such great footage of all these games and all the different politics that went on with this, it's 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 nice to watch it from uh, from this standpoint. Yeah, especially especially those Knicks who you're surprised weren't a disappointment, actually. I mean, they didn't beat them, but they were... They were close. They were close. The though. Knicks had a good team. They had Starks and Ewing and a lot of really good players, so... You would think about it, especially in this day and age... The Knicks are a joke. They're an embarrassment. They want James Dolan out the door. You wouldn't think they would have been somewhat relevant 20 years ago. I think he, uh, did he throw Oakley out altogether? He did. He threw Charles Oakley out, and I think he banned a fan, and I think he had some problems with Spike Lee, and obviously, like, like, no, you don't do that. Spike Lee used to go in through the the player's entrance, and I think he blocked him from doing that. So, he's just making friends left and right. What fans? What friends? <laughs> what fans? What friends? What fans? What friends? What happened to the Nets? Yeah, they were a really good team at one time. Well, they, they were, were, and then Kevin Durant didn't play the whole year, which is understandable because of the injury. Kyrie Irving was having some issues with Kenny Atkinson, which I couldn't stand by the way. When they fired him, by the way, I'm like, you remember my reaction. Yeah, sure. I'm like, what the heck are they doing? And obviously, it's probably because of the player himself, Kyrie Irving, who has numerous amounts of issues. And of course, he gets injured. He's out for the season. And it's just like, what's going on? I think they're just waiting for next season when they could get Kyrie and KD back. So that way, they'll be a threat in the East. Well, we'll see what happens. You know, it's, it's, it would be nice to see Brooklyn do well again. Everyone keeps on saying, like, how if the, if the season resumes, would KD play? Don't risk yourself. Don't risk an injury, especially for a yeah. screwed up season like this is already. So, will there be baseball? Oh, great <laughs> news! There's a possible proposal this week of a reopening starting in July. I knew I probably said that last week, but it's for, they would say in around June 10th, spring training would come back, right? which is reasonable because there is... Getting in shape, and then there's getting in baseball shape because you got to be prepared for, to play 100 games a season. July 1st, opening day. Would they play in their own ballparks? That question's still up in the air. Are they going to play in the South? Are they going to, you know, what are they going to do? No one knows, honestly, at this point. As much as I want baseball back, safety should be the first precaution. I hate to break it to you. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if they cancel the season, as much as I don't want them to cancel the season, I wouldn't be shocked if they did it. Well, as everybody goes from normalcy, uh, it's health is everything. Are you going to have a game with no people there, or are you going to have like, you're going to have like tape on every third seat, or what? What are you going to do? I don't know. There's, there's just so many questions with this thing up in the air. And then you hear the new details about it, and then kids are getting the kamikaze. No, not kam- Kawasaki. Sorry, I did that again. Kawasaki disease, and then... That's when they ride motorcycles? Yeah, Kawasaki. <laughs> Those yeah, things like that. It's a lot of weird crap going on. I really. know. It, 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 you don't know what's going to happen. You watch the news, and you still don't know what's going to happen. So you were talking to me about uh, A-Rod. 
A-Rod, yes! He wanted to buy the meds, but he is actually out of the bidding. What happened? I don't know. Did they bid to J-Lo? <laughs> You've been waiting to say that joke yeah. all day, haven't All day, you? of course. It's so good. A-Rod. So, no more Los Mets? <laughs> no more Los Mets? Nah. Although... I'm surprised they didn't go for it. I meant the Mets actually have a bright future ahead of them. And I know mm. it's crazy to hear me say that, by the way, that the Mets have a bright future ahead of them. When you're down so often, eventually you got to come back up. Even a broken clock is correct twice a day. Hey, at least you still got <laughs> Jacob DeGrom, though. Think of it that way. Absolutely. So I, I, I'd like to... We're going to go to a Met game. You want to go to another Met game? Sure. Maybe oh. we'll go see the Mets versus the Yankees. We'll, we'll knock it all out one shot. You know it was my dream to watch a Mets and Yankees game. But I feel like you got to watch it at City Field, though. Okay. Because I know, because I feel like, love old Yankee, or new Yankee Stadium. City Field brings a vibe, though. And I went to two Mets games two years ago. One where you wouldn't, hadn't, not the best time with. Was that the one that was 110 degrees? No. The one where it was really cold. And oh, 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 it's City Field. Yeah, City yeah. Field. Yeah, it was a June game, but it was... Against the Chicago Cubs. It was freezing. And we were all wearing shorts and t-shirts, and I had to go buy a, a sweater that cost me 80 bucks because it had a Mets logo on it. I was not happy. Unshockingly, they lost, too. <laughs> I think the guy stole home. You're like, this, this game is over. <laughs> You knew really, you had one of those moments where the guy steals all. I was like, you can't go. There was no, this. nothing was going right. Although I got to hang out with people I went to high school with, which was very nice. But other than that, the game itself. My was, second, the second time I had fun, which I went with my uncle against the Dodgers, where I think ten home runs between the two mm-hmm. teams were hit in that game. But it was also scorching hot in the Pepsi porch. But it was also a fun experience mm-hmm. too. Sure. Wow. So um, I know. What other things can people do? During this time, get you have to get off the screens, man. I know you're watching us on the screen, but it's it's tough. I'm trying everything I can to lower my screen time, but it's just mm, I gotta think of the '90s. I gotta think of the '90s what you, they did during. You that gotta time. go pre pre cell phone, dude. You gotta get off the phone. We all gotta get off the phone. Can I get a phone book? Get white pages. Get Maybe the, get a landline. Maybe get Windows ninety five with an annoying sound with a with a modem because they didn't have. We Wi-Fi. had we had that. It was called dial up. And everything moved ever so slow. Oh, yeah. Everything like Sounds a like that. But, uh, learn a new language. Learn a new language. English. Play an instrument. Read a book. <laughs> Do Work something. out. Get instruments. Get tickets to the gun show. You've been, you've been working out, huh? Look yeah, at you. You're kind, of, you're kind of doing it. Beefing it up a little bit, yes. Find a, new, find a new hobby. Draw. Paint. I can name things on top of my head. Cook a delicious chicken dish but would you have to go online to get the recipe uh that's where you call you try your best <laughs> have you been going to stores have you done any shopping nope nothing except for amazon that's pretty much been it though that doesn't count really but it's still shopping though but there's really uh, nothing whoa we're having people respond right now hello hello <laughs> hello hello so um, uh, it's my lovely lady friend who's saying she misses me. I haven't seen her in two months, by the way. It still kind of sucks, but I'm doing it out of safety precaution because... I understand. I know, because you may have it, I may have it, no one knows. We may not have the symptoms. We, we may, may not show it. the symptoms, but we still may show it, though. 
I know, it's kind of a... We don't know. When I walk down the block here, all my neighbors, they run away from us. Oh yeah, exactly. They run away from us if we were a bunch of zombies from Dawn of the Dead. They'll make a quick left or a quick right to get away. Or so. they do, or they do like a... Hi. Just, a, just like a little... Which is cool, I understand. I, I understand. I, I understand too, but I'm just... It's just something I've been recognizing too. I also want to give a shout out to my friend James Perry who commented on the Jordan versus LeBron thing. I totally understand. You can't compare the two because they played in two different eras. Mm-hmm. Which is understandable. True. True. But it's all different. The only reason why is because they're both basketball players. That's why. Sure. What do you think about the Wendy's controversy? Imagine going to a Wendy's and not and be able to get a hamburger. That's uh, that's unfortunate. Well, fortunately with the... Uh, the low meat supply, <laughs> the, the lack of meat supplies that's going around the country because of people getting sick from it. That's just, you knew it was a point where things like that's going to happen. You can't, Sooner or later, it's going to be Chick-fil-A is going to run out of chicken. I don't know. They're, I think chickens are okay right now, but I know they're killing a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of pork, pork. Fat, pork, beef. It's Well, you said, you looked at the grocery store, and now they're limiting... limiting themselves to was it two packets of yeah i have a trap in the back of the house to catch raccoons and squirrels because that's what we're going to be eating next week a little squirrel stew a little bit of a uh, raccoon parmesan i think it's gonna be delicious what do you think uh well you know i'm willing to try new things because well, i'm not the pickiest eater in the whole wide world a, li- a little bunny frittata perhaps no don't you dare do that not when we have rose who's all the way over there doing her um a little thing. So that, far, she hasn't been in any wires. Please, don't even say that. We, I have to move everything out of this room where she's like eating everything inside the furniture and and the walls and everything around us. Uh, not, not good, not good. Not, not good news. No. So what else do you want to talk about? I have one more thing I want to say before we wrap up. Yes. On this day, four years ago, you remember that picture on the Mets? With a very big neck. Everybody's favorite baseball player. Big neck. Pitch for the Mets. Horrible sw- horrible hitter. Pitcher. What was his name? Bartolo Colon. Yes. You remember when he hit his home- <laughs> hit a home run in San Diego? I, I do remember that, yeah. Possibly one of the best moments in sports history. He had the thickest neck in, in baseball history. Yeah, that's why I said big neck. Because I wanted yes. to see if you remember what yes. his name was. Yes. Bartolo Colon goes deep in San Diego. Now, this guy is a pitcher. Usually when a pitcher, they're not known for hitting. But every time this guy stepped up to the play, it was a boatload of fun to watch, by the way. Absolutely. My favorite was every time he was swinging a miss, his helmet would come off. Or when every time he swung, he broke his bat. He would hold the bat going to first base. I tell you, when the Mets were a problem back in the 2014, he was fun to watch, though. It was good stuff. Very good stuff. But like everything else, we have to go back in time yeah, to go forward. So. I know. It's okay. So we'll be catching up on MASH. Catch <laughs> Yes, I've been watching new shows. I've been watching I'm gonna watch some MASH, maybe watch some King of Queens shows like that. Hey, check out Jerry Seinfeld. He has a new Netflix. Yes, twenty three hours to kill. We watched it yesterday. He killed. He's, he still got he still got it at he's the great. age of sixty five. Sixty five. I'm almost old as him. So he's he's doing great. So Jerry loved it. Baby, you are a pro. And on that note, you can find us on Twitter at Life Pinstripes, Instagram Life and Pinstripes. You can find us on Facebook as we're currently live right now. We thank you for the people who actually watched this because yes. we got more content. We're going to be doing this every Thursday, right? We're here until uh, this thing's all over, I guess. Yes. And then we'll figure out something else. But uh, pre-Shoma effin' Shaba to you. <laughs> pre-Shoma effin' <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks again, everybody. See you soon. This and, is Life in Pitch Stripes. And have a great night. Love you. Thank you.